Welcome to the Naturally Nourished Podcast that delivers cutting-edge food as medicine solutions for optimal health. Allie Miller is a nutrition expert sought up by the media and America's top medical institutes for her revolutionary functional medicine interventions. From disease treatment to prevention, every episode will empower you with ways to put yourself back in control of your health. Please note, the topics discussed are for educational purposes only. Now welcome, Integrative Dietitians Allie Miller and her co-host Becky Yu. Welcome to episode 352 of the Naturally Nourished Podcast. Today we are talking about IV nutrients versus oral supplements. And this is a topic that I think we get asked about all of the time, especially with the buzz of these like drip spas. And then there are all these mobile IV companies that will come out like after you've had a bachelorette party weekend and too much to drink, right? There's IV buses that like drive around Vegas now. Yes. You know, all the celebrities that are doing it. Um, And we also saw quite a bit of this during COVID as well, especially with like IV vitamin C and that Myers cocktail often being used in the recovery protocols. Yes. So today's episode, we're going to nerd out about IV nutrients. Are they worth the investment? And how do they differ from oral supplementation? Uh, So I'm really excited to dig into today's episode. Before we get into that, I want to share that we have opened up enrollment for our fall food as medicine 12-week keto class. This kicks off on September 6th and runs through November 15th. It is a 12-week program and it is appropriate from anyone who is keto curious all the way through those that have been doing keto for over a decade because we marry functional integrative medicine into every lecture. We have six live classes and we dig into topics such as gut dysbiosis and leaky gut. We talk about hormones. We talk about stress regulation and its impact on metabolism and mood. We talk about cardiovascular health, the role of nutritional detoxification, and so much more. If you guys enjoy the podcast, you absolutely need more of this direct interaction with Becky and myself through these 12 weeks. We have a private forum for active live members, which is a great way for you to ask any individualized questions on maybe troubleshooting supplements or figuring out which lab test is best for you, um, even to troubleshooting timing of eating, fasting, and sharing recipes that are working really well, as well as new products. It's an awesome interaction active element that we offer for our live participants and we cap it at 100 participants so it's pretty intimate we all get to know each other and we see amazing results we've witnessed keto miracle babies we've seen individuals bring their autoimmune conditions into remission we've seen individuals dealing with bipolar depressive disorder and other mental illnesses come into a space of mental clarity and mental health freedom uh, and mood stability. We've seen individuals have over 30 pounds of weight loss in this 12-week window, getting off of diabetic medications, hypertensive or blood pressure medications, cholesterol medications, and so much more. It is such a high value, cheaper than a one and a half hour consultation with myself to be in this 12 week program where you still get to, again, directly engage with Becky and myself, be in this 
uh, group of individuals that are looking to take their health to the next level and feel their best as they enter into the 2023 holiday season. Crazy. I can't believe we're already <laughs> talking about that, but again, it'll be here before we know it. And I think locking something in now to make that investment in yourself is really critical during that time. So we kind of hit the back to school momentum of like, mm-hmm. okay, kids are back in school. I have a minute to think about myself. And then it ends um, right before Thanksgiving. So kind of that pre-holiday rev up, want to look your best, feel your best going into the holiday season. Yes. And let's talk Becky on when you said investment, some of the value added in doing our program live versus the archive. Um, So we always keep an evergreen archive, but this live program comes with additional perks for sure. Yes. So you get discounts on all of the various labs that we offer um, with the highest discount being $250 off of the MRT test, which is the food sensitivity test. So right there, the class pretty much pays for itself, right? Especially if you get in on our early bird discount of 50 bucks off that we're offering. Um, that's a fabulous value right there. But um, savings from 250 you know, to $100 to $50 or 25 on some of the less expensive labs. Um, but savings on all of those labs that we offer, there's also a discount locked in for the duration of time that you are in the keto program of um, 10% off of all supplement purchases. So you don't have to subscribe to um, get the exclusive discount. You can just get a discount on your supplement or maybe even do some like bulk orders, you know, during the time of your keto class. Yes. So our live program is $299 for this three months of access, six live classes and all of these savings. So like you said, Becky, if you're choosing to do an MRT test and saving that 250, you've pretty much paid for your class. And you could even take advantage and get our $50 off savings if you purchase this class by the end of this week, if you're listening live. So we're doing a little bit of an early bird $50 discount that brings it down to $249 and absolutely an incredible value and an investment in optimizing and thriving in your body. All right. So go on over to AllieMillerRD.com and hit the programs tab under learn on our website and you will find our live keto program to enroll in for September. All right. Before we get into IV nutrient therapy, let's have a word from today's episode sponsor, Wild Foods. Wild Foods is a company that puts quality, sustainability, and health first in all of their products. They have everything from coffee to turmeric to medicinal mushrooms, and every single product is painstakingly sourced from small farms around the globe. Y'all know that this is super important to us, as we've talked just two episodes ago on what the bleep is going on in our food system, that it's really important that we decentralize and fix our broken food system that is going on in a global level. Um, They believe, just like we do, that real food is medicine. And um, they have some of my favorite pantry staples available. So I use their Cocotropics, which is a blend of cacao powder, maca, turmeric, as well as medicinal mushrooms. So it's a nootropic, if you will, or a cognitive enhancer. 
that turns on your brain in the morning without stimulating your adrenals to put out too much cortisol. I also use their matcha, um, and this is a fabulous ceremonial grade ground matcha, which has 10 times the nutrient benefits of a single glass of green tea. You're getting that EGCG body fat burn and L-theanine for mellowing out in the brain. They have a incredible array of different loose tea blends as well. Uh, and they also have dried vanilla bean. They have cacao butter. Uh, if you're doing a dairy-free boosted coffee, they have uh, all different mushroom blends that you can blend into various different applications like green smoothies, etc. Anything from reishi to chaga, you name it. Uh, go on over to wildfoods.co. That's .co, not .com wildfoods.co use Allie Miller RD at checkout and you will get 12% off of your order again wildfoods.co use Allie Miller RD at checkout and you will save all right let's get into the meat of today's episode starting with just what is IV nutrient therapy and kind of when did it start Yeah, you know, so the first IV vitamin drips were developed and administered by Dr. John Myers in the 1970s. And his research led to what's known today as the Myers cocktail. Um, And so an IV nutrient therapy is basically infusions that take anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour, and they are going to be an intravenous therapy that basically is going to deliver hydration as well as nutrients into a patient's vein directly. Um, You know, IVs had been used prior to the 1970s, of course, in more of the conventional medical model um, for dehydration and medication delivery. Um, But really, the IV vitamin therapy is uh, an involvement where you're hooked up to a drip, Um, We can see benefits um, focused as far as what's advertised for wellness treatment, um, antioxidant blends, electrolytes for like performance enhancement with exercise. Uh, Becky mentioned maybe counteracting dehydration or vitamin deficiency following uh, toxicity or hangover, if you will. Um, And basically you um, have this infusion for, like I said, 20 minutes to an hour. Um, We know that uh, other kind of not intravenous, but other deliveries of vitamin beyond oral would be an intramuscular injection. Um, So a lot of people also would get like a B12 shot, for instance, um, at these types of boosted clinics type of thing. Yep. Um, So let's talk on just some of the health claims of IV nutrient therapy, not necessarily ones that have been proven. And then we'll talk you know, research and some of what the literature says a little bit later. Sure. So the claim is that, you know, you're getting this abundant high dose nutrient mega boost, if you will. Right. Um, and so this should provide rapid hydration and, um, these high, high doses of vitamins and or antioxidants. Um, and so that we will talk today mechanistically about, you know, how we absorb things differently. Um, it may not be of a surprise that I have a preference of absorbing nutrients 
the way that the body was designed right. <laughs> versus shooting it right into a peripheral vessel. Um, but you know, in doing so, some of the claims that we see from these nutrient cocktails, if you will, or these drip bars are that they can um, cure hangovers, help you lose weight, alleviate chronic pain, detox your body, increase fitness and performance and recovery, um, boosting immunity, and maybe even impacting more um, topical things like complexion and uh, libido. So there's kind of a drip for like every little mm-hmm. witch thing and price tags you're looking at, you know, a couple hundred bucks upwards of a couple thousand dollars. And I think a lot of the models of these like drip spas are membership based yes. where they try to hook you in and you get a special member pricing. Maybe that comes with like one or two IVs a month. Yes. Um, let's talk about who might benefit um, from this type of therapy. So there has been um, really, like you said, not a lot of clinical data out there. So there was a placebo-controlled pilot study on 34 individuals uh, that was published in the Journal of Alternative and Complementary Medicine in 2009. And this looked at IV therapy with the Myers cocktail for fibromyalgia. Um, they did note in the outcomes that there was high results also in the placebo group. So it was hard to dis- differentiate or distinguish what significant improvement yielded. But they did see that tender points were improved with both parties, whereas there were other pain mechanisms that resulted in those that had the active IV therapy and that that had a more prolonged effect over four weeks um, when compared to the placebo. But again, group of 34, not sure that that's extremely compelling. And when we look at fibromyalgia with oral supplementation, we've seen more randomized controlled clinical trials and maybe more longevity or or significant statistical output. In fact, we have a whole episode about that. So yeah. I can link that in the show notes. Um, other claims of those that suffer from allergies, chronic pain, um, chronic fatigue, and um, sinus and respiratory tract infections. Um, we've seen some of that, but again, not a lot of clinical data um, in support. Yeah, as you'll see in today's episode, a lot of the outcomes really tend to come likely from correcting dehydration um, and electrolyte stability, which we have talked a lot about the benefits of electrolytes. And so I definitely would also link our YouTube video where we make the uh, electrolyte limeade uh, using our relax and regulate and talking about, you know, the impact on like muscle spasms and fatigue and cognitive function, cardiovascular health and all of that, which kind of can just go back to hydration and electrolytes on its own. Totally. Um, let's talk about what nutrients are typically given in yeah. one of these drips. So they're going to be water soluble. So we're looking at vitamin C, B vitamins, um, some minerals might be given like magnesium and or calcium. Um, and then some IV drips are going to contain amino acids. Uh, we'll see antioxidants in these such as glutathione. That's one that definitely got a big focus during time of pandemic. Yep. Um, and I actually pulled a few menus from like some of the um, drip bars so that we can just look at what's actually in them. Okay. Um, so this one, the um, Power Pack, right? They all have like fun yeah. names. Um, and this is from a place called Drip Spa. But the Power Pack, it's like getting a full bag of energy, free rad- radical neutralizing antioxidants, and mitochondrial enhancing micronutrients. No wonder this is one of our most popular drips. 
As the name implies, the drip can be a source of energy boosting, micronutrient, and health enhancing support. So it sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got vitamin C, tri-amino, which is a blend of three amino acids, um, biotin. It has a form of pantothenate, dexpanthenol, folic acid, uh uh-oh, and then B12, which it isn't noted on their website um, what type of B12, but when I dug in more, it looks like most IV spas are using the cheapo forms of cyanocobalamin, Mm -hmm. and then an additional Mm B-complex. And the cost of that is $224 for a one-time drip. It's pretty expensive, and I mean, the claims sound wonderful, but again, like you said, like how much of that is just by achieving rehydration Mm -hmm. alone and sure like a little bit of a temporary boost but like you said those nutrients are going to be water soluble that means any excess you're going to pee out yeah um and then i want to call out this party drip which is probably what again a lot of those like bachelorette parties or you know you get on the hangover bus or whatever it is Um, or you have someone come to your house because you're like, I had a night out and I can't get out of bed. Um, This party drip uh, that's intended toward remedying hangovers. So it's an IV, you know, bag drip um, that contains Toradol, which is an NSAID, anti-inflammatory. Yeah. um, Zofran, which is an anti-nausea prescription agent electrolytes and a liter of fluid and it doesn't even tell you what specific electrolytes are in what concentration um yes that might make you feel better temporarily i was just but... gonna laugh and say well you know brady miller's dad says if you take two leaves before <laughs> bed after you drink you never have a hangover because that's an said too <laughs> Yeah. So hmm. I'm pretty sure neither are good for your kidneys or your liver. No, no. It's really insane to have, you know, an NSAID and people wouldn't know that they would see the word anti-inflammatory and think probably that that's like a an natural, herb or right, something. Right. right? Um, but yes, this is a pharmaceutical NSAID, which is quite disrupting to, of course, gut lining and especially an individual that is hungover mm-hmm. um, and has already stressed their gut lining. They need the opposite. They need GI lining support <laughs> and they need, yes, electrolytes. Um, but the last thing they need is an NSAID to disrupt that gut blood barrier and create more ulceration, more wear and tear and drama. Yes, an NSAID definitely helps with a headache. Not going to lie about that or body aches. Um, but that's where I would lean into something like super turmeric for sure. Yeah. Um, and again, like what is the informed consent of this individual going to, you know, after party spa, whatever the place is like, do they even know what's in that bag or are they just ordering the hangover special, not even asking for, you know, the ingredient list and has the individual that's administering it gone through a thorough health history to make sure that they don't have, you know, a condition that might, um, be problematic, you know, with, with some of those ingredients, right? Yes. And, and I'd also be concerned, you know, so you said Becky earlier, and I think that this is something maybe we'll dig into deeper, but I want to kind of hit on it now to make sure it's not overlooked. Uh, you talked about how your body's going to pee out this quote unquote Mm. abundance of nutrients. And I think that's absolutely something to be aware of when you're focusing on any form of supplementation. So we've talked in the past about this concept of orthomolecular therapy, um, which means basically mega dosed 
oral nutrient use. Orthomolecular therapy has been used with Dr. Linus Pauling, you know, back um, for now decades, uh, not just, you know, 40, 50 years of timestamp tested. Um, and we have seen benefits of orthomolecular therapy. But with that being said, the reason why I'd advocate more for oral daily nutritional supplementation is that, yes, your liver and your kidneys do the job of regulating and getting out excess. Um, so to megadose direct into a peripheral venous or vein and bypass that gut blood barrier, what goes to the hepatic portal, which is how our liver was designed to deliver and process nutrients, you're bypassing one of those primary checks and balances of the body, but then also it's going to be metabolized and excreted. You're, mm -hmm. you're not going to have a lot of longevity or sustained effects from that one-time drip. Right. It's not going to replete like a long-term deficiency. deficiency. Mm -hmm. It's going to be, you know, that single use and then what you can't use is gone and you'll probably be peeing even more because you're rehydrated and potentially even overhydrating with the saline bag alone, yes. right? Yes, uh, uh, because that's going to hit your osmotic regulation of yeah. your body. So you're going to take those solutes out. And, um, you know, it's just wild to think that that's $244 and I'm thinking of, you know, supplement support, even high quality pharmaceutical grade supplements like our Naturally Nourished line, you know, you could get four to six months worth, even a year of some of our products for that amount mm -hmm. of money. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Um, so yeah. And, and like we said too, like we're looking at low quality forms mm -hmm. of a lot of these nutrients. So, you know, B vitamins in the form of folic acid, cyanocobalamin, which are cheapo forms that could even be problematic for many individuals with MTHFR defects. Yes. Um, and then we mentioned the prescriptive agents and the NZ. Um, a lot of these IV solutions, as I was researching for this episode, also contain um, preservatives, parabens, benzyl alcohol, Goodness. and that can be problematic in and of itself too. Yes, no doubt. Um, you know, this is these are compounds that can drive toxicity, metabolic acidosis, and um, definitely would be concerning for breastfeeding mamas, of course. Um, and, you know, anyone with a familial history of cancer risk or any SNPs on detox pathways because we're not going to have that metabolism and excretion optimized. And I think what's interesting beyond the preservatives and the poor forms of the nutrients is there's not a lot of transparency on dosage either. Mm -hmm. You have no. to really, really dig, uh, you know, even with intramuscular B12, um, you know, you have to really dig to understand the dosage. And so especially when we're talking about a medication, um, like the Toradol, I, I'm like, well, is it 800 milligrams? Is it, you know, yeah. what are they getting? Yeah, yeah. And, and how is that going to impact the body? Totally. And, and also the unknown likely of like, what is the upper limit of dosage peripherally versus, you know, we're pretty familiar at this point with, um, upper, upper limits and toxicity of, of oral nutrients, but yep. I don't know about as well as oral medications. Right. So, right. right. So that same NSAID, we know how it works when it's absorbed through the gut blood barrier and travels through the hepatic portal of the liver. And then the liver goes through its cytochrome P450 enzyme pathways and all these different detox enzymatic pathways which helps you to metabolize the said drug. But if you deliver the drug right into the peripheral vessels, how does your liver help protect you from the metabolites of the drug? 
I don't know. Yeah, it's concerning. Um, all right, let's talk a little bit more about risks and safety concerns. Apparently, Kendall Jenner was hospitalized back in 2018 oh. after a bad reaction to an IV drip. So a little bit of pop culture there. <laughs> I like it. So, you know, I mean, I think the biggest thing, right, like I said, is we're bypassing the body's natural filtration system. When you go direct with nutrients or any compounds into the bloodstream, um, we're working with our peripheral vessels, which is what's in the vessels of the arm. That's where the IV is being delivered. Uh, and this is what's bypassing the gut blood barrier, which has its own initial filtration. Um, you know, even prior to that, when something goes through the stomach, it has a pH shift, which then delivers to the intestines. Uh, and so there's a lot of maybe not activation of nutrients on a favorable world as far as bioavailability, but also metabolism of, again, concerning compounds. And then once that blood is carried from the intestines into our bloodstream, it goes right up to the liver via the hepatic portal. Um, and that's where we get blood from the pancreas, spleen, and intestines. And that's where the liver gets to be like the UPS or the postage master of the body and kind of takes everything and says, okay, I'm going to deliver the calcium over here and the CoQ10 where it needs to go into the mitochondria, et cetera. So there's this check and balance regulation that occurs when nutrients or drugs go through an oral delivery and go up through that hepatic portal. And that's completely bypassed with IV nutrients. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, our bodies have kind of this tightly controlled system, like you said, like vitamin C, for example, our vitamin C concentrations, we've talked about this in past episodes of dosing vitamin C to bowel tolerance, yes. right? Um, so vitamin C levels are usually going to be tightly controlled by intestinal absorption. Um, and so the, you know, dose of vitamin C orally, um, that even if we increase the oral dose of vitamin C more than 10 times, so from 200 milligrams to 2000 or 2,500, um, it's only going to increase our blood concentration by about 25%. Um, but when we get to vitamin C infusion in a vein, we're looking at tissue levels reaching 200 times higher, um, than what could be given orally. And that can be again, potentially problematic. We've seen with um, some of the vitamin C and like Myers cocktail um, IVs that actually kidney stone uh, yes. formation is a huge risk. I just had a client that went through that um, actually right after an IV mm. um, developed kidney stones. It was super painful and not fun. So we'll get into a little more on that. But just to say, just vitamin C alone, as an example, you're going 200 times higher than normal yeah. tissue concentration. Well, and what I love about the concept of bowel tolerance with vitamin C oral dosage is again, your body will respond differently based on season, based on stress, mm -hmm. based mm -hmm. on need. So when you're having an immune-based infection um, or a time where your immune system needs that more orthomolecular, maybe two gram, which is 2000 milligram dosage, if you don't have diarrhea, you are absorbing it and using it and that's good. And then when you start to get diarrhea, you back off. So you have this in independent or I guess, um, you know, N equals one, your unique biofeedback of what your body needs. Whereas this tech and the IV space is just giving you a standardized right. dosage. It's not like you can stop it. Right. Right. <laughs> Once it started. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've also seen concerns of infection. So, you know, there's risk of infection anytime there's an IV given of any sort because you're creating a needle in the vessel and um, this is going to be providing potential bacteria infection through your, you know, you're bypassing the skin and going right into the bloodstream. 
Um, and so really ensuring, of course, that it is a licensed medical professional, mm. especially some of those like traveling trucks, making sure all of that is uh, handled by more of a technician and professional versus some individual on the side of the road. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then a lot of adverse reactions, um, again, like part of it is just this too much of a good thing and, um, potentially, especially those with kidney disease who can't remove certain electrolytes or minerals or have kind of impaired filtration. Um, we know that too much potassium too quickly can lead to heart attacks, especially in individuals who are already compromised with their kidney function, but across the board, Mm -hmm. um, those with blood pressure or heart conditions can be at risk of fluid overload. Um, and that can happen, you know, in the hospital from giving an IV for too long as well, um, without monitoring, you know, the input versus output. So we'll see that really severe edema Mm -hmm. or that pitting and and, um, swollen ankles, et cetera. Yep. And, and heart failure potentially, Mm -hmm. you know, based on that fluid volume. Um, we've also seen risk of blood clots, vein irritation and inflammation, um, air embolisms that could be introduced through an IV line and could cause a stroke. Um, and just, if we're not again, monitoring, you know, and, and going too quickly, we could see effect on the kidneys, the heart, the brain. Most definitely. Goodness. Um, and even, you know, in those without a preexisting condition, I mentioned like there's stress on our kidneys, right? Right. Because like we said, you're not going to retain that the body has checks and balances. So when we talk about like pH of the body, our lungs and our kidneys are regulating our acid and, um, base balance in our body, always keeping that blood regulated. Um, and so when we're talking about too much fluid or we're talking about too much solute, this is going to put the kidneys into overdrive demand. Um, we'll have, like you said, more urination, but also risk for more stone and, or burnout or kidney disease, of course. Sure. Um, and, and just thinking about, you know, a typical IV bag, we're looking at 250 to 500 CC of, of fluids. That's like eight and a half to 17 ounces, which to your venous system at one time can be a lot Mm -hmm. to deal with. Yeah, no doubt. It's not like drinking that right? (laughs) and it going through your stomach again in this this process that the body was designed in its absorption. Um, We know that there's also IV pushes, um, so particularly glutathione push. Um, You know, this, for instance, is usually around like a 600 milligram glutathione IV push. And that will generally only use like a 0.1 ounce of fluid. Um, that might take less than 10 minutes. Uh, whereas, you know, a full IV bag with that 250 plus cc's of fluid is going to take like 60 minutes to drip into the vein. Um, and so pushes might have less of that fluid concern, but also to note that 600 milligram, um, IV push of glutathione. I don't know the cost of that at what lab, but you know, that's, uh, less than that's like our cellular antioxidants. Um, and so you could take two cellular antioxidants and you would get the acetylated form of glutathione. We don't know what form of glutathione they're using. You would also be getting N-acetylcysteine. You're also going to be getting activated B6, uh, which helps as a cofactor. And it has that check and balance in the availability and delivery in your body. Um, and then I mentioned kidney stone risk, and this seems to be particularly with the vitamin C, 
um, IVs and the Myers cocktails, um, that there's a high risk of, of kidney stone and oxalate um, stone formation, um, especially in men we see. Yes. And then just to call out on the vitamin C, like you mentioned, you know, 200 times higher levels, but a super rapid half-life. So, you know, uh, we see that the vitamin C intravenous delivery is in circulation for less than two hours due to the rapid kidney clearance. Um, and it's completely cleared within four to six hours. So it's funny because, uh, my parents will often, like, I love doing like a pre-fee, like a farm to table and like $65 for three courses of food. And I feel like that's a decent investment of, you know, voting for your local ranchers and growers. But my parents will tease me. They'll be like, so did it taste that good? Was it that different coming out and going in? And it's like to pay 200 and almost $50 for something that's going to have an impact of two to four hours. And knowing that by six hours, it's fully out of your body and metabolized seems like an, a really imbalanced investment, if you will. Yeah. I think there are better uses of our time and money. <laughs> yes. Um, and there's even been um, fatality if there's like an undiagnosed um, genetic okay. SNP or, or a G6PD deficiency. Okay. Um, so that, you know, could be problematic as well, especially with the um, IV vitamin C um, category of like the Myers cocktail. Okay. Um, so even fatalities, people have died from these things and been hospitalized. Um, so not not great. Um, common side effects. We're looking at reports of nausea, dizziness, dry mouth, perspiration, and weakness. And I think that's likely because of the fluid being kind of thrown off or electrolyte imbalance. And then there is the risk of phlebitis, which is like, you can also get that from a blood draw, of course, mm -hmm. but this is a, you know, iatrogenic or medical driven, um, impact where the, um, we can see damage to the vein, um, due to the intravenous needle or catheter, catheter insertion. Um, so that can cause of course, pain, swelling, tenderness, warmth, um, around the affected vein. We can see bruising, etc. Okay. Um, so yeah, some serious risks, um, to, you know, contend with and, and it feels like these places are like popping up every which way, but like we said, like that makes me question the legitimacy and who is overseeing and administering. Um, I have done it just for <laughs> full, um, in case full, someone searches your yep, records. Yep. <laughs> uh, I have done it as recently as when I had that horrible sinus infection at the very end of my pregnancy and nothing else would do it. My chiropractor who I respect and, and I felt like she was recommending a good place at least, mm -hmm. but she was like, you need to go get, you know, glutathione and see, and just try to knock this out because mm -hmm. nothing else is working. And I did go and like sit down with an actual nurse and go over history and what was in the bag. And I asked really targeted specific questions mm -hmm. because I was pregnant. Um, but I also have done this in very past history where an IV drip spa popped up next to the yoga studio that mm. I used to work at. Um, and how synergistic is that, right? You're like doing hot yoga and sweating and you're wellness and health minded. And you're like, oh, let me go like rehydrate with a drip. And I don't think they asked a damn question. Yeah. Uh, the people there did wear scrubs and it was at least 
clean, uh-huh. but you know, I don't think the majority of places are sitting down to go over medical history, medications that could be contraindicated. Um, and they're not testing you for like pre and post, like they're not testing for nutrient deficiency in most cases. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Um, and again, that's why you're not getting that individualized approach. You're just getting kind of these like order off the menu, right? Right. <laughs> fill in the trended, um, desire and, um, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, and then they're trying to sell like all of these boosters too, like add glutathione. And most people, again, don't know what (laughs) that does, or it's like add the detox boost um, or add on, you know, an intramuscular injection. I remember that um, being sold at the place next to the yoga studio. Um, Yeah. It was like B12 shots were still a big thing. Um, And I know this is one people will often do via intramuscular injection, not in an IV. Um, But we still see that even, you know, with people with genetic SNPs on B12 that might affect metabolism, that oral supplementation can still be a better choice. Yes. And so generally we like to deliver B12 in the methylcobalamin form uh, and do this sublingually or under the tongue. Uh, because that actually does get into the capillaries and then you also absorb some into that gut blood barrier. So you get kind of a combo delivery there. Uh, and we tend to see B12 being higher in, in need for those that have neurological disorders. Uh, I have seen individuals using B12 injections to manage migraines, for instance. Um, but over time, we find that the use of our B12 boost supplement orally does the trick. And sometimes I'll even layer in a combination of like a dropper of B12 with the hydroxy and adenosyl um, form versus just the methylcobalamin. And then we're getting a trifecta of B12 delivery. And um, when we are giving it intramuscular as a shot, it's still worth noting that it's given intramuscular because it's going to stay in the body longer than a drip IV, mm-hmm. which would be passed again at a very short half-life. The intramuscular, we're actually trying to put it into the tissue versus right away to be processed by the blood and by the kidneys. Right. Um, and some studies have actually shown that you know just doing higher dose oral B12 is equivalent um, to the intramuscular injection right and without the pain without and the pain, significantly super, cheaper one of the cheapest supplements mm-hmm. that you can get yeah um, yeah <clears throat> yeah yes. so we'll link our b12 boost if you need a boost of energy that's what you need one yeah. of those still loves them yeah <laughs> um so i think all in all there's really a lack of um good studies and you know clinical trials on these iv nutrients and it seems like there's a lot of you know potential risk that may outweigh the benefits. Absolutely. I think that if you're looking at using nutrients to support your body, of course, it always starts with food as medicine and the foundation of clean, whole, real foods, Um, getting a variety of antioxidants by eating at least four colors of the rainbow per day. So you're getting your lutein, your astroxanthin, your anthocyanins, and all of your different unique plant-based antioxidants. We know that whenever, you know, we try to interfere with the natural approach, man often falls short of the natural design. And so that's where we see these synthetic forms or, 
these compounds that are going to be metabolized more rapidly and not have as clinical effects. So if you need something beyond your food as medicine foundation, the next step would be looking at a pharmaceutical grade biologically available nutritional supplement. And so we do all the work for you. Um, We can even link our episode on why you need supplements because I think that's kind of the counterpart to Mm -hmm. today's episode. Um, And there's a two part on that actually. We talk about micronutrient deficiency. We talk about, you know, how your body literally uses nutrients for all of its biochemical and physiological mechanisms. And so when there's something imbalanced in your body, that is a signal that you have a requirement of a higher dose or intake of said nutrient to correct said deficiency and hopefully get you to manage and not just manage by the band-aid approach of covering it up, but actually resolve the undesired symptom in the first place. And uh, Becky and I really are quite biochemical nerds, as you guys know, and we always ensure that any supplement in the naturally nourished line has the double blind randomized clinical trials that have stood the test of time, that have shown the gold standard of evidence of actually having impact on a physiological influence, either on combating a chronic illness state or in symptom resolution. And these are the only forms of of the vitamins and herbs that we'll use in our line. Everything's also third-party tested for toxic metals and contaminants, including things like mold. We ensure by third-party that also the said milligrams and dosage is of what's stated on the label. Um, And then we go an extra mile to make sure that our formulas are very synergistic. So they would have combinations of ingredients that enhance the absorption and use and the clinical efficacy. All right. Um, In summary, would there ever be like an appropriate time that you would say to do such a thing? And and what should you look for, I guess, is like red flags? Yeah. I mean, I think if you always would want to get an, an, absolutely um, complete ingredient list. So just like our supplements, they have the active ingredients, but then they also have the other or the inactive Mm -hmm. ingredients. So, you know, you need to know what are the fillers or the carriers in an IV nutrient delivery to weigh out cost to benefit. You'd want to know the forms of the nutrients and the dosage of the nutrients that are being used so that you can make more of an informed decision. Um, Maybe if it's a very intensive post-infection or during an active time of infection where you just need reprieve and like a surge, knowing that yes, within maybe six hours, all of that's metabolized, but that is kind of like a circuit charge, especially if it's paired with severe dehydration, um, like a stomach virus, or maybe even an individual that's, you know, running a marathon under the extreme heat and they got like diagnosed with heat exhaustion, um, they might need a bigger boost than just oral electrolyte delivery. Um, But I find very far and few between. I don't find IV nutrients as something that can optimize and thrive. I find it as really should stay in more of the medical intervention world and often I think could do more harm than good. Yep. I think I'm in agreement. (laughs) All right. Um, So hopefully you learned a thing or two in today's episode. Um, As always, go on over to wherever you're listening. Leave us a five-star review along with a couple of sentences of why you love the Naturally Nourished podcast. Share this episode with a friend who might be like spending their money (laughs) on, you know, the buzzworthy IV drip spa membership, but maybe they could use it for something else. Massage membership sounds way better. Yeah, yeah. More bang for your buck and a little bit less risky. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks for listening as always. And we'll hope to see you in September 
on the 6th to kick off our 12-week food as medicine ketosis program. That's a great way for you to learn about how you can truly optimize and thrive in your body and understand to use food as medicine as well as understanding more advanced functional medicine approaches. So if you are a health coach or you're even a medical practitioner, this program could be an awesome fit for you. Go on over to AllieMillerRD.com and grab your spot. And if you do it soon, you'll save 50 bucks. Thank you for listening to the Naturally Nourished Podcast. Visit our blog at AllieMillerRD.com for recipes, wellness tips, and food as medicine meal plans. Connect with Allie and Becky at AllieMillerRD on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, stay nourished and be well.